That should be. Look at that. Hot stuff. Put on my headphones here. I love that. I love those. Um, I'm going to adjust my mic here like a rock star. Like, like Trump. Okay. <laughs> you ever notice the first thing he walks up to a podium and he adjusts his mic without even it being in the wrong place? Nope. He's, he's got to move it. Got to have an adjustment. Cheers. Cheers. Fast of us. Fast of us. We're um, vaccinated. We're vaccinated. Doubly in the same room. Like, we're in the same room. This is pretty weird. I'm looking at your face. This is happening in real time. <laughs> I'm gonna cheers to that. A little sip here. Mm. Oh, it's never tasted so good. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. <clears throat> All the way to Montreal. Yep. That's a that's a haul. You know, it's as far as we can come right. <laughs> these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a haul, but it's a nice trip. It's nice to get out of town. Mm. It's nice to know that you can do it mm. safely in Quebec. We have the mm-hmm. vaccine passports now. Well, we do. Yeah. You don't. Uh, coming to, to a theater near you <laughs> yeah. soon. Uh-huh. They're coming. I, I'm in favor of them. I know there's I, the controversy. There's controversy around every decision that's been made everywhere around this pandemic. But for yeah. me, this is a convenience I'm imagining uh, for short term. You would have to think. I mean, vaccine passports are not a new thing. It's a new thing for COVID, yeah. but they've been around. I mean, pieces of paper are a vaccine passport and everyone has a paper for mumps and measles and whatever else we've got when we're kids. So yeah. it's not like it's a novel idea. I think we talked about this. This is an inoculation record, right. which you've always had. Because most people have been inoculated at some point in their life with something. Correct. Yeah. Now, you're from the province of Ontario, as many listeners know. <laughs> you, you and your premier, um, well, maybe not you and your premier, I don't want to lump you guys together, wow. but your premier was very much against this notion until just recently. What do you, what do you think flipped? Uh, I don't know. Probably... Pressure, probably everyone else is doing it, and probably he just um, changed his mind as he does all the time. <laughs> yeah, so uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, I don't pretend to know much about what he thinks about, but uh, I think ultimately we're going in the right place. Uh, he doesn't want to do it; he didn't want to do it. Now he says he does. I don't think it matters why, but it's happening, and it's it's peace of mind. And uh, I'm here; we're here this weekend with with you, right? And uh, we're sitting here. Not good for audio, but we're here staring at each other's faces, touching each other's faces for the first time in I 18 months. I think the audio is fantastic here in the studio. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I am imagining there was a lot of public outcry. Yeah. Um, that's what usually flips a politician. But a conservative politician, it's businesses, right, are saying, hey, we need this in order to ensure that we're keeping our staff or our patronage safe or, or what have you. So right. regardless, you know, we're happy, as always, in Quebec to be the guinea pigs and, and try this thing out. Sure. What's funny is that we hear a lot of these leaders, not to really beat this, but talk about how there's so much public support behind it without ever really supporting that statement, right? (laughs) Like, look, everyone's in favor of this. The majority, the vast majority of people are in favor of this. And yet, um, I wonder how they know that. Could be polling? I don't know. I don't think they know that. I think they're just testing the waters. (laughs) I think there's a lot of 
you know, uh, my partner was explaining to how her office is kind of calling them back to work and it was supposed to be October and now it's November. And I was talking to her recently and I think that's just a way for them to test the wires. I don't know that this is speculation, but I don't think they really thought they're going to go back in October. I think it's just, we'll throw it out there to the, to the team, to the staff, Mm -hmm. see what the reaction is and just kind of pivot and, and know that we have to make some different decisions going forward. So I assume that's, what that is, just throwing it out there, see what the outcry is, if there is any right. pivot, move away from it. And I mean, this is, I mean, this whole thing is is, is new and every decision that's made, people are going to be pissed about it um, or happy with it. But yeah. if the ultimate goal is to keep businesses open and not locked down, I don't think there's another option for, for, for keeping them going. There's no appetite for another lockdown. No. So we need to do whatever we can to mitigate that. And... I heard in one of the, I stopped really listening to the press conferences because they yeah. become sort of, they're, they're redundant. Um, but there was mention that there was so much demand when people got their second dose of folks downloading the QR code right. even before the, the quote-unquote vaccine passport was available. They, they used that metric to go see people... Or they want the QR code so bad, they must want to have the app, you know. And I don't know if, I think that's a false equivalency, but... Yeah, I mean, there were, according to these statistics, as, or right after Ontario announced it, of course, just like what happened here in Quebec, um, there was a surge of people signing up to go get vaccinated. And, you know, I I think we're past, my dad talks about this a lot, and I think he's right on this. I'm sure it, it makes a lot of sense that the government doesn't care about us as people as individuals, <laughs> they nice. care about the general health of the general public. Right. Like they don't care if Andrew Woodbury or Corey Coates gets COVID. Fair. They care about a percentage of people and what danger they're giving to the rest of the percentage of people. So all of these measures are not to protect an individual person. Mm-hmm. They are to limit the general impact of everything. So this is another example of that. It's not about me or about you right. or about Susie or whatever. It's about how do we keep the vast majority of businesses open. How do we keep hospitals not being overwhelmed, not really looking at an individual person within those decisions? Though they might not know the true reach of this podcast <laughs> before we say such a thing. <laughs> I, I'm in a place now where, look, I I understand that and I want to also be in this moment of the pandemic in confined spaces surrounded by people who have also received the vaccination. That's where I stand just on my own sense of personal safety and security. So it feels right to me that there's some sort of uh, proof that you've, you've done this, you know, and I'm cool with that. I, I, and I get why people aren't, and I'm, I'm cool with them not being cool with it too. Absolutely. We've had though, I think in, since your visit, a pretty productive conversation around how to talk to people that have or have not been vaccinated, not necessarily mm-hmm. to get it or to do it or any of that. I'm not, I'm not going to be a minion of the government and go around and, and tell people to go get a jab, right? Uh, but do that, please. It's more like talking to people based on your level of comfort and security of their status. And this is a right. complicated, this is the new political mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner conversation that's about to happen, right? Where we're going to get together for the holiday. And that's an awkward kind of uh, can of worms to go ahead and open up. So I, I think 
Absolutely. And I think we've had, you're right, we've had good productive. And I think this is where we, as individuals then, then we set our own parameters of what our comfort zones are, just like everything else in life, you know, of, you know, do you like to go to these kind of restaurants? Do you like to go to these kind of parties? And now it's not necessarily what people you want to hang out with, but do I want to spend time or do I want to um, socialize with people who have or have not been vaccinated? And those are all individual choices and that's great. And I think we are of the same decision that, you know, I think we need to, not rely on people coming and being forthright with that information because I think you made a good point yesterday. It's not like I walk around and just provide information to strangers and to other people shouting it from the rooftops mm-hmm. um, to be judged or not judged accordingly. But if we are going to go to a place to ask the question, and I think that's it's a fair one if you are concerned about being around people who haven't been fully vaccinated. And if you're not, then you probably don't need to ask this question. So let's step it back into a scenario where, okay, we are here, uh, the four of us hanging out this weekend, Mm -hmm. all fully vaccinated. And if, for example, someone wants to come and visit us, and they may or may not be, I think the conundrum first maybe started around the notion of like, how do you find out Mm -hmm. if they are? So it goes back again to where's my personal boundary? You know, I think any good therapist will say, you know, all right, first of all, start with you, right? And understand what do you, what do you want to feel right. comfortable? So I can say for myself, it's like, well, I would like that person to be fully vaccinated before coming and spending time in close quarters with mm-hmm. me, right? And the question then became, how do you approach that? You know, how do you, you know, broach the subject, with that individual and, and ask either have you been or have you haven't you been or should they let you know or and like to your point no one runs around and goes hey how you doing fully vaccinated nice to meet you right or the opposite hey nice to meet you i'm not nobody's picked up my hand signal i'm trying i have right. a hand signal nobody seems to care about it. it's this where it's i'm taking two fingers <laughs> and i'm tapping my arm twice double dose nobody, left arm too that's yeah, interesting nobody cares okay. um so it's just me i'm wandering around just smacking my arm But I guess maybe what we came to was that it's important to express your position, like not political position, not your beliefs. And to have one, like to, this is all Mm. brand new. Like, I think we need to develop, or for me, I, you know, I I have, I've just, we've done this this week, we've we've hashed this out together, but like in terms of a scenario, if you were not vaccinated, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't be coming. You're yeah. my best friends, but I'm like, I would be like, no. Right. Even if you had one jab, I'd be like, I just don't feel comfortable. Sure. It's not personal in the sense of you as a person, but I just don't want to put myself in that kind of a situation. Yeah. But do you think it's easier or more difficult to ask that question to someone who's close to you or to a acquaintance slash stranger? Um, I think a stranger, 100%, because right. I'm n- never going to likely see you again you know, uh, or I, I might, but regardless, it's not going to irreparably damage the relationship we've established. Right? right. What it is establishing is my boundaries immediately with that person, like it or not. Whenever we establish new boundaries or sets of values with people who are already in our lives, that can be very uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And for us, of course, to say, you know, Hey, here's, here's my wall. Don't go over it. But for them to be like, well, I used to be able to go over that wall. Why can't I now? So I, I think it's hard to say, because I have this scenario in actuality in my life, in my family, and in my social circles, where it's like, 
this is a tough thing to just, it, it's easy to on paper go, well, okay, you ask, hey, look, I'm, I'm most comfortable with people who have been vaccinated who are visiting. Have you been vaccinated or not? Mm-hmm. And the part where my therapist would say, good for you, stop right there. Don't worry about how they're going to respond. Don't even think about controlling their response or in any way manipulating that response. Just let them respond Hmm. however it is. And then in that moment, work with whatever's there, right? So, because I can imagine the scenarios of people like, oh, that's my personal freedom. You can't even ask me that. And that's, if that's your answer, then it's like, okay. I think both of those areas are correct, where if we're deciding that on a comfort level, I want to ask people that I'm going to be associating with, I also then need to respect the answer that I get and not think about anticipating how I'm going to react to, you know, generally ask the question. Right. Um, I'm sure, you know, based on who you're asking, you might have an inkling of what the answer is or whatever. And if you have to ask the question, maybe you kind of already know the answer, Mm -hmm. but not focusing on the reaction of just accepting what the response is and then you know, making your decision unemotionally and just saying, okay, um, fair enough. Uh, I'm not comfortable kind of going to that activity, whatever it was. Right. Um, but let's have a Zoom call or whatever the case may be later. Yeah. I'd know? love to see you, but I'm not comfortable at this point in the pandemic. Right. And that knowing as well that it's a fluid situation and that can change and situations sure. change and yeah. these are all things that are evolving and their status could change or there could be new data that comes out or right. the situation could get way better. I don't think any of these things, at least for me, these are not permanent decisions. These I are just not. decisions I'm making for now. How can we approach this in a way that isn't going to irreparably damage our relationship five years from now when none of this is even a conversation. Right. right? We hope that someday that it's like, okay, you know, COVID exists in the ecosystem. Pandemics we don't have end. Yeah, COVID right. will exist in the ecosystem, as you say, but like the polio pandemic ended, the Spanish flu ended. It, right. This is going to, there's more people in the world now. This is going to go on for a little bit longer, but yeah. it's going to end. But there are, you know, and again, I can't control what other people do and think. Uh, but there are a lot of people that carry a lot of hate, a lot of resent, and mm-hmm. they, they use these sort of scenarios as a, I'm going to dig my heels in moment sure. and take a, a philosophical or political or ethical stance. And that's fine. Well, because that, we're doing the same thing. We are the doing opposite the same. side of that. I, I, th- I don't think so, because I think the decision that we're talking about making is a personal health choice. I'm not making a philosophical decision about Mm. public health and about whether or not you should or shouldn't do something. I'm saying for my personal physical well-being, this is the choice that I am making. Fair enough. And if you make it about public health, now, okay, you have a right to get pissy with me because, hey, I I brought this, I went that way with it. Sure. It's like, don't you care about what you're doing to everybody? No, 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 no. No. It's like, it's me. I'm selfishly going, I I don't want to get Delta. (laughs) <laughs> like there are obviously different ways that you can take that conversation depending on your level of not you your but you know royal your uh level of comfort <laughs> there's a royal your <laughs> there isn't no great your yeah uh you are uh, uh, from the days of your days of your yep of you know you can always throw it out oh i have a relative who x um scenario where we have to just want to be careful and yada 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 mm-hmm. um but that comes from the same root of just me being not comfortable um, in X scenario, whether that's, you know, having people over for dinner, going to their house for dinner, whether it means, I mean, 
I'm perfectly comfortable being outside with people of, of whatever vaccine says in a park or whatever, but that doesn't yeah. mean that everyone is or should be. So that scenarios are going to change. And I think we just need to make a decision for ourselves what I'm comfortable doing, not doing, 100%. and get comfortable asking the question. Because I imagine the first time is going to be a little bit awkward and rough. Um, but the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Yep. And I think we have to find the the language around it. Because that's also where I'm still feeling the edges of this, is how do I actually verbalize this? You know, without it being a long, couched, <laughs> you know, explanation of why I'm saying this and where I understand and all that stuff. You know, it'd be nice if there was a quick... You want to do like a run-through, like a trial? Like I don't know. Like, interview here? Wouldn't it be nice if there was an it's not you, it's me for, mm. right, for this? Yep. Um, yeah. where it's just everyone, oh, I, I know what you mean by that. Maybe that is it. It's not you, it's me. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not, it's not about you. I just, I've promised myself I'm going to ask everybody this, even people I know. So I'll just, right. um, have you been vaccinated? Yeah. See, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And again, that my, my instinct says, oh, go further, right? Make sure and say, but you don't have to answer me. And if you're not comfortable with the question, that's okay, or all of that is stuff. That, like, is that our Canadianness? What is that? <laughs> Maybe. Or fear of confrontation. Fear of confrontation. Right. That's a Canadian thing, too. That's a Canadian Passive thing. aggressiveness Ooh, and just passiveness. Are we ever? Yeah. Okay, so I think, let's do a run-through. This okay. is a good idea. All okay. right, I'm going to have a drink of my beer because okay. mm-hmm. I'm a little bit nervous. It's the first time. Here we go. This is a Quebecois beer. Mm-hmm. It has a terrible name. <laughs> And I, I'm going to pronounce this for you. Please do. Belgul. <laughs> Beautiful. It's actually slang for mouth, I think. Really? Yeah, it's like... Oh my gosh. Beautiful mouth. This is a really good um, foreplay into the vaccine question, by the way. So this is... You liquor me up and then you ask me if I've been vaccinated. I like that. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, this is consent. <laughs> okay, here we are. Um... So in, in this scenario, uh, you wanted to know if I want to get together. What do you, is that it? Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, let's let's go and, uh, hey, there's this really cool band playing at this pub Friday night, downtown Toronto, uh, indoors. Do you, I, I got free tickets. We should go. That sounds amazing. I would love to go with you. Um, I personally have, oh, this is hard. Uh, I personally have chosen to be vaccinated. And at this time, I feel comfortable being around other people that have been vaccinated. And I was wondering if you have been too. Oh, yeah, totally. I got double, I got a Moderna second one. I got a Pfizer first one. Let's make out. This is okay. great. Okay. So Fantastic. that's not bad, but you, you know, you're receptive mm-hmm. to the question. How, how was, how was that for you when I asked? That was, it was nice. Okay. I like that. I don't think you need the full preamble of the, oh, I've decided to get vaccinated. I think that's the majority of people. So any feedback I have for you is... It is the majority of people. Statistically, it is. It is. So I don't think you need to say that I've decided to get vaccinated. I think you just say, I want to make sure that people I spend time with are vaccinated. Oh, that's really good. Do you want to flip this around? Okay. Okay. All right. I, look, I got some free tickets to a concert tonight. It's dope. Oh, uh, who's playing? Uh, the Arkells. Oh my God. Love the Arkells. Yeah. Saw them late recently. Mm. Okay. Um, just quick question. Make sure that everyone's vaccinated. Have you been vaccinated? No. No. Okay. Is the concert outside or inside? Uh, inside. It's inside. Yeah. Okay. So love the, love the invite. Um, I've just, I'm going to pass. I don't feel, 
It's not about you. Right. I just, I told myself that I'm not going to be around people or a group of people. Oh, this is hard. Oh, it is hard. Oh, See, I yeah. went down the hole. That's uh, not, I didn't, you're in I the didn't, hole. didn't like to go. You're in the no. hole. You need the, it's not mm. me, it's you. We need to write this down. There's got to be, gotta be the, a script. The thing. It's almost like a card that you Why is out. it hard? Why should it be? Mm. Even just in role play, it's really hard. Because I know you. Because this, we said that for strangers, it would be easy. And with friends, it would be more difficult. Yep. But with friends, we yep. don't have to like do the whole song and dance, do we? Maybe we do. I we do. Know. No, we do. Because we're learning just like, Facebook exposed. <laughs> a lot of our friends are horrible <laughs> in, in some ways, you know, right. myself included. I was Don't say get me, me too, wrong. yeah. And this, this again is kind of cracked and we're looking into the fissure of our friendships and going, oh, it's kind of gross in there. So there's a, there's an extension of that scenario too, because I invited you to a, a, a public place right. that has other people. So like mm. if the person that's inviting us is vaccinated, yeah. but then we're going to a place where it'd be impossible to vet. I mean, that's kind of what we've been living for 18 months anyway. But like if we're deciding to uh, restrict our social interactions to the vaccinated, how can we then go to a pub? Is it a little, I mean, that's, that's not the easy science, out. That's but, the easy out though, right? Because right. now with the vaccine passport and all this stuff, we, it's if we want to find out... If our friends have been vaccinated, we can invite them out for dinner. Oh, there we go. Right? And they would be compelled to say, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not vaccinated. I'm not going. Okay. Because the government is reading my mind or whatever. So, so it's a house call then. They're inviting us over for dinner. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, I mean, this is a worst case scenario. It's, it's fucking ding dong. They're at your front door. Mm. Bitch, I'm here. I'm coming in. What's up? Where, where you been? You got a, a right there, mm-hmm. dead stop at the threshold. Hey, um, I'm not letting people who are not vaccinated come into my home. That's a tough one. Woo, baby. Let's uh, let's go for a walk. Let's yeah. go, go. I'll come out. Go, I'll come out. I mean, that can get weird. That can get weird. It is weird. But they are, they they in that case they started the weird. If they're showing up at my house, that's that's a weird thing. But can't do. we take like some sheep blood and put it on the door and just go boom? Then yep. everyone knows this is a vaccine zone. You know, if you're inoculated, come on in. I think we can get a headband situation. Get a third color right. for that. The other layer to the onion that arose is in those personal scenarios. You're taking someone's word. Yep. On good faith. You know, it's like, oh, you said you are. Yep. Right? And there's, yeah, I guess I have to believe you, but I, I, I don't. I guess there's more. This is a big onion. If I had to ask you, it means I, I don't think that you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably, I think it's good. I'm probably going to start asking most people, even just, even if I know this, I think it's the more you do it, the better, the easier it becomes. Yeah. But the root of it is are we are we asking that question because we ethically or whatever adjective you want to adverb you want to mm-hmm. use there we don't want to hang out with unvaccinated people or who chose for now not to be vaccinated or door number 2 is, is uh, do i feel unsafe from right. a health perspective yeah it can be both um, maybe there's a door 3 that i'm not thinking of but which one of those would it be? I can speak for myself. Sure. Um, it's twofold. One, I don't want to get something like Delta because who wants to get sick? Right. Right. And even as someone fully vaccinated, the probability of 
contracting this and, and getting pretty sick is, is high. I'd rather not. It's higher than my comfort level would. Right. Yeah. But I'm not in fear of my life. Right. right. No, no more than any other thing that I can pick up getting pricked in a bathroom in a bar, you know? I don't know what, what pricked me, but, you know, I probably need a shot after. <laughs> I've had a prick or two, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> me, it's the ethical side of it. It's the, I, I don't want to in any way kind of condone your behavior. I respect your choice, but from a public health standpoint, I don't want to mm-hmm. signal that I'm cool that you didn't because honestly, I'm not. I'm I'm in the camp where it's like, this is a public health matter and this is something that's easy enough to do and the risk to you to get vaccinated is ridiculously low and the upside to our society as a whole is tremendous. So I'm like, you know. I think it just becomes a criteria for... You know, traits you look for in relationships that you want to have oh, in your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What kind of people am I spending my time with? Right. Right. What sort of choices are they making and who are they thinking of when they make them? Here's the thing, though. Right. Um, I've, I've been watching a fair number of legitimate documentaries, and I mean legitimate because they're journalistic, like you know, journalistic <laughs> institutions, right. on anti-vaxxers and, and vaccine hesitancy, as the, the who calls it. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm not going to say I understand it, but I can say that to a degree I, I, I get where a lot of folks are coming from. Sure. When you hear the, the one-on-one conversations and anecdotes where people are inundated with false information, and it doesn't have to be even that compelling. It has to scare you or for your children just enough to make you doubt a little bit. That little bit of doubt keeps right. people from doing things. So someone who maybe isn't versed in critical thinking, someone who maybe doesn't have access to a lot of information, or perhaps, you know, it falls, as we often do, victim to a lot of social media and sure. goes down some pretty bad rabbit holes. Enough of this stuff being fed to you over a period of time, and then enough of a couple of your friends sort of supporting that theory it's very easy to go, I don't know. Yep. Not not like yes or no, but I don't know. And that I don't know is the danger zone that I think we're in. And not doing something in that case is safer than doing something. Right. And because normally if I don't is. know, then from an like uh, evolutionary perspective, this was the right thing to do for tens of thousands of years. Right. Listen to your community, the people you know, the people you trust. Do not eat that mushroom, says they, because those people have eaten that mushroom and they got sick, right? Now it's like those same people are saying, don't get this jab because your, your child's going to come out with autism or something, right? Well, there's tons and tons of studies on why, basically called why people, why facts don't change people's minds. Mm. And you can tell people facts, again, myself, you're, it's, it's, a, it's a human condition. It's a, it's a state of evolution, basically, that uh, being resistant to new information is a defense mechanism. Right. And if facts that are foreign to my worldview are seen as a threat through my body and my brain says that's a threat yep. to what I, how I see the world, what I've known to be true, what my community has always told me to be true, yep. and you kind of send it away and you don't accept it. So community is, is the biggest aspect of incorporating new things because 
if everyone does it, it feels safe. If mm-hmm. no one is doing it in your community, it, 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 it doesn't feel safe. Yeah. And it's funny because, look, all the tropes and memes aren't going to convince anybody one no. way or the other, no. right? People are pretty entrenched in whatever they're entrenched in, myself included, right? I think the only thing, and maybe we've mentioned this, that's really going to flip people will be, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to do as many things as they once could, they could. They're not mm-hmm. going to be able to get on a plane. Okay, well, for some people, it's like, oh, I never got on a plane anyway. Who cares? Well, that's fine. Maybe it's <laughs> like I'm never going to be able to get on a train or a bus. It's starting to get real. Right. Oh, I can't go into a restaurant anymore. Mm, now it's getting real, real, right? And eventually, the squeeze gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And the, I think now we're seeing, this is the, as they say, the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, more and more of people in the community, very vocal people, especially in the United States within that community, are getting sick. And, right. And unfortunately, many dying. Right. It's like, whoa, this is getting pretty it's been real. a few radio hosts in the U.S. lately that have, yeah. have passed away. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I was watching a Vice and a New York Times piece. And in both cases, the sad thing is people dying in the hospital from COVID-19 still don't think they have it. I know. That the doctors are lying to me. This is this is not really happening. Now, having said that, I just watched actually a documentary on end of life and palliative care, just for fun. Okay. And, uh, it turns out a lot of people, no matter what they have, even if they have a terminal disease, are surprised they're going to die. <laughs> right. So, And they say, no, that's okay. not true. So the denial thing seems to be kind of, right. and again, I'm just putting two things together that are disparate and probably not related, but it seems like that's kind of common. I'm in the hospital, doctor says, you've got this, you're going to die. The first response is, no, I don't. And no, I'm not. Right. Sure. But again, because it's a, it's a threatening, it's a new piece of information and it threatens, yeah. you know, it's, it's scary. And those things we, our brain is, is conditioned to send away. I feel like the, I feel like the government, and I use that word, like it's this giant global entity. Right. It's not. All government is local. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I feel like this, there is an understanding of how this is going to be played out on a very high level, not like in the conspiracy theory sense, but there's, there's an understanding where the arc of this ends and we're riding our way through that arc and they're doing everything in their power to just minimize the casualties of the inevitable arc. It's, there are countless examples in history of not this specific, but just, People's resistance to new things. Yeah. Electricity was yeah. highly resisted when it was invented. Everyone thought their house was going to burn down. Cars. No, nobody wanted it. Yeah. Cars. No, my horse is fine. I don't yeah. need a car. Right. It's fine. The internet. The internet. Ev- everything. Everything's going to ruin everything. So we've seen this <laughs> yeah. happen. Uh, eventually, yeah. uh, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, riding the wave isn't isn't going to be the most enjoyable thing, but it will slowly, you know, settle itself, and the wave will will become you know, calm again, but you know, people don't like to be told what to do and neither do I, neither do you. And and fair enough. Um, and it's human nature to argue and to throw a fit when new things are announced and then things simmer and and calm down. And we've seen this pattern. If we just take a a bigger view of the last 18 months, every time there's been a new announcement, the same pattern has, has happened a month or two later, it kind of calms down again and another announcement. And then there's another spike of, of tension and then it kind of calms down. So, um, the bottom line is, is the reality is the less people can do, 
the more incentive that they will have to get vaccinated. Some people will get it right away, as we've seen, and other people will, will kind of be a bit more stubborn and wait. Yep. But um, predominantly, I think you're right. It's, it's going to happen. When is more of the question, but it's going to happen. I have one request of Earth because <laughs> I'm I'm down with getting vaccinated. I'm I'm cool with wearing the mask for you know another wave or two. Yep. That's fine. I'm, I, it doesn't matter to me at this stage. But please, I I can't grease up my hands anymore mm. at, at every fucking store I walk into. I can't. <laughs> like you walk into the mall, the first thing you do is you grease up on some god knows what foam. And then I walk into the first door and I got to grease up again. It's like I've walked 10 feet. Now I've got all of this slimy, weird, greasy. They all have a different consistency. Yeah. And it's, some of them are just. Some of them are syrup. Ugh. And some of them are like just a mist of foam. And some of them just kind of go, and nothing happens. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm good now. We've, I don't want to talk about fomites again. (laughs) I don't. But I can tell you, that there's there's no evidence anywhere to suggest that you're going to contract COVID by touching a surface. Zero. 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 Please, can we end this part of the madness? And as long as you are good at not sticking your finger in your eyeball every 10 seconds, not I think hard. you're probably not fine. Yeah. And wash your hands after you poo. Not hard. Not hard. Got to pee? Wash your hands. That's it. You know, I've got, there's a Daniel Tiger episode about how to do that, if you want, right? Children, come on. I don't know why we're, we're still doing this. Like we're, we're clinging to this weird notion that COVID is on things. And I, I just don't want to, we, Ati carries around her own hand sanitizer, right? And, you know, kind of makes a bit of a show of it yep. at the stores. Like, hey, yep. I got my own. Thank you very much. I'm not going to use whatever's in that jug that 7,000 people have touched today and you've washed a grand total of zero times, I right. promise you. You know, I'm supposed to be clean, but that infected jug leaning over dripping grease is something that you want me to grab onto so that I can touch your merchandise. Okay, that's my rant. If you can't tell. Fair enough. I'm, I'm a little bit put off by it. <laughs> Frankly. I think we can get we can do get rid of that. Let's no problem. On. We're also getting rid of this podcast. Oh. Weirdly. Oh. I know, but it's the right thing to do. I think so. Like it's the ISOCast. I was it's called the ISOCast. <laughs> and you and I, again, <laughs> listeners can't see us, but we're in the same room. We're, we're physically right in here. the same room, uh, making this show. Isolating, I guess, with each other now. Welcome to my studio, by the way. Thank you. I, I hope you like it in here. I love it in here. It's soundproofed. Really nice. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's a good room. Microphones. I can hear myself. Yeah, this is my little uh, play space. So welcome. Thank you for getting vaccinated before coming. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, absolutely. I don't have the sheep blood on the door. but I would love to it. say I did it for you, but I didn't do it for you. I so. didn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. This is all for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where does this go? Like, where where do we go? Where, where does this go from here? I I don't know. Where, you know, why did we start the show? I, that's what I was thinking about what, yeah. on the way over here, because I, you know, I think we... I haven't actually gone back to listen to the first episodes. I know we started, I think, in April yep. of 2020, and I just think we missed each other. Yeah, that's I think we true. wanted to hang out and, and talk, and, and that's kind of why we started. But then I think it came into a, a pretty good little show, and I know we did some interviews, and it kind of turned into just a, a, our, our ISOcast. Just our ISOcast, yeah. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Uh, me too. Here, I think we the impetus was centered around what many males podcasting is, uh, we need an excuse to talk to each other because mm-hmm. we're not going to just phone each other like people. No. Nope. So no. this is it. And we might as well broadcast what we say, right? <laughs> so that helps. 
but second, I think what it was is maybe trying to navigate this with somebody who shares, I imagine, the same level of sanity, right? Yes. And I'm not saying anyone's insane. I'm saying that we all have a degree of sanity that we, we can sometimes meet on. Last night, we went out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Lovely. <laughs> like for the first time <laughs> in God. like a year and a half, we're sitting down, maybe more, of having, you know, sharing a meal and sharing conversation. And we were in the car driving home and going, I forgot how it's to sit down and converse with like-minded people without anybody going, oh my God, and biting your tongue and going, I can't believe they think that or they're saying that. You know what I mean? Like in our bubbles, maybe, maybe just my bubbles, in bubbles, you know, after a while, it's like, you know, I could, I could use somebody who has an opinion that doesn't make me feel like I'm crazy for having mine. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was the sense. And I think part of the podcast, coming back to what I was actually trying to say, is that it was nice to stay connected with somebody who shares ideas and values without judgment, right? And can openly discuss some of these things without becoming a problem between us. Right. I I think we've accomplished that. And I hope people that were listening... Uh, got that sense as well. And I mean, I know that the the motto of the pandemic is we're all in this together, but that sunk pretty quickly into this. Yeah. <laughs> but some of us are in this together yeah. and like-minded people and people, I mean, community is one of the, what I've learned from the pandemic and it's still going. So I'm not pretending that it's over, right. even though this is our last show for this show. It's not over, mm-hmm. certainly. But is that community is, is the most important thing. And I took it for granted before the pandemic and I'm going to have to yeah. do a better job or may, may just make a more concerted effort of the people who I want in my life, right. connecting with those people. And this is how you and I connected, and this is how hopefully the listeners connected with us, but different formats for different people. I'm going to do a, a more concerted effort of, you know, just making sure the people that I want in my life know that. Yeah. And and being with them in whatever capacity, either if it's on the phone or just going to visit or just a text message every now and then. Um and as we continue in, in this pandemic and whatever it will look like or does look like, you know, talking to people is important. Big time. And it will be, it's becoming a lot more easy to do that. But in the last year, it wasn't so easy. So yeah, I'm glad that we did this. I want to thank everyone who either with intent listened to the show or accidentally stumbled upon it and stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, I heard from friends and family who listen to the show every time it comes out. (laughs) And I want to say thank you because I think it's kind of cool. Atty and I were sitting one day and we were talking to my brother-in-law. He was in the Mm -hmm. States and he was bringing some stuff back for us and it was really nice. And he said, he's like, oh, by the way, I really love the ISOcast. Mm. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, I love listening. I'm in my truck and I'm listening to your show and I really appreciate it. So Chad, that's, that's, Badass. That's awesome. But, Amazing. But Atti looked at me. She's like, oh, okay. Because, you know, she's of the ilk yeah. that it's like, really? Yeah. My attitude. Like, oh, yeah. you're gonna, okay, that's a thing that you do. You okay. got to do that? Okay, that's nice. <laughs> and, and that's fine. And I get, you know, it is kind of a silly boy thing to do. But yeah, um, I appreciate the people that have listened to it. I've had similar messages from people who, you know, friends, but people who I haven't talked to in a very long time for right. you know, no particular reason, but just life kind of send you in different directions sometimes. And it's cliche to say, but it's, I mean, it's the internet. It reaches people and it's sure. nice to have reconnected with people who, who listened and who thought that or think that what we talk about on here um, 
don't want to say that it matters, but just that they were having the same feelings and kind of going through the same roller coasters. And, right. And um, that's, you know, uh, one of the things of podcasting is it is a community. Yeah. And in this sense, I hope that we've been able to talk about very um, touchy subjects mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense. And I know that we talked about it in a way that made sense for us. That doesn't mean that it's the only way that it makes sense. But What's, if people listened and um, found comfort in it, then I think I'm happy with that. We've established an audience, unlike most podcasts, which is kind of a parasocial relationship. You, you this really one-sided thing. Right. Um, real social relationships. A lot of the people we can't speak to or haven't talked to or spent time with have, have tuned in, which is, is great. So thank them. Um, and thank you like for Aww. doing this for like... Thank you. Since forever. This has been... Yeah. Uh, a really fun part of a really difficult situation yeah. for a lot of people. And we, so far, knock on wood, are coming out the lucky ones in this. And uh, I think that we should do more something. We'll figure out what it is. We're going to do more something. We have to give it a think. Yeah. Um, the ISO, we hope the ISO part of this is, is finishing or ending. Right. That's why we're ending the show. Just keep the cast. Keep the cast <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll sit down. We'll have a big think about it. Um, I think we'll just keep the same feed, right? So those yeah. that are listening, if you don't like what we do next, then that's cool later because we're not going to do this anymore anyway. Right. But if you're already subscribed, we're going to probably change it to something else. And if you dig that and you stick around, cool. That's whatever. <laughs> Let's do that. I, we have to keep going because yeah. I was thinking you're the person who introduced me to podcasts Aww. originally. You're a big podcaster now. Uh, no, you have a lot of show, you have a lot of shows. I, I have a few. Uh, uh, when you have more than one, you got a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's really two. Yeah. But uh, I've kind of stopped. There's nothing from the pandemic, not to keep rambling, but I have eliminated um, what I call busy work and just things that I that I was doing, but I was like, I don't really need to do these things. Oh. So I've skinnied it down which is oh. really nice yep oh, here. Oh, oh oh he's reaching for something oh, oh we got a book oh oh good book oh digital minimalism gosh yeah. so i started listening to cal newport he's uh got a great book called deep work this one i'm working on called digital minimalism and he's got another one i think it's called the end of email um oh okay and he's brilliant and his podcast it's called deep talk or deep think or something like deep questions. Okay. He's brilliant. <laughs> He's so good. Um, okay. I'd recommend that. So look for Cal Newport's podcast, but I'm in the middle of that book. Uh, just when you'd mentioned that, scaling down the amount of things that we kind of digitally create and consume mm-hmm. is kind of where I've been at lately too. And the pandemic has really kind of brought that into focus. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. I did have a few shows, and then I just, uh, you know, it's. It sounds easy to sit down and talk into a microphone. It's it, not. It, 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 it is the talking part, yeah. <laughs> but all the other things that you have to do to to get it out there and to have it sound good and and all that other stuff is is not. So well, you're talking to somebody who literally does that yeah. for a living. Yeah, <laughs> so I understand completely <laughs> how much of a pain it can be to actually do the podcasting part. Yeah. yeah. So I really just do one, the one that for our company that we do, I do that one and that one's, and it's fun and I enjoy that and it's enough. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Well, the other thing too, not to, again, go long on this, sorry listeners, but I don't know where you're going to It's the last one. So we're getting a little, we're getting it all out here. We're getting nostalgic. It, I stopped podcasting because, because of my company, 
And because this is what for like eight years we've been doing is producing shows for people. Right. The last thing that I wanted to do was sit down in my free time and podcast. Like right? if you work at Starbucks, you don't want to come home and make more coffee. You right? don't. Well, unless you work at Starbucks and you realize the coffee's garbage and you come home and make good coffee. <laughs> hey, oh, but this, Sponsored. I uh, just didn't want to do anymore. I used to do three podcasts. I used to do like a live call-in show mm-hmm. from Costa Rica. I used to do an indie music show. I used to do a Haircore in the Moor, a morning zoo show that we recorded at night. So that was like a lot, like three and we all weekly shows, right? So I was doing like four or five hours of podcasting. Hey, Harry. Yeah, what's up? And then just, I'm like, I can't anymore. And I've got friends who have asked me, it's like, oh, we should, can we do a podcast? Let's do this. Let's do this. I just like, it's like, I can't. It's like if I'm a golfer, like a pro golfer, and you're asking me to go shoot 18 holes with you. I love you, but hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's the, you subscribe to this rule of seven thing that I've heard that, you know, most podcasters don't get past episode seven. So right. everyone has a nice idea, concept, but putting, getting that ready, that first episode, getting whatever yeah. format you want to do and all the things, bells and whistles. And then after three or four, most people would say, eh, well, I'm busy now. I think <laughs> what I was things. spiraling towards there to conclude is, this was a nice return to the medium mm-hmm. to turn on a mic and and talk about kind of what is going on without needing a, a pretext behind it. So yeah. thanks. That's been super cool. Thank you. It's been a blast and uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to do next. And maybe go, uh, yeah. Cal, Cal, New, Cal Newport. Maybe Cal Newport will uh, make an appearance. Ooh, interviewing authors. That would be fun. Yeah, we'd have to read their books though. We'll talk. Deep think, people. (laughs) All right. I'm Corey. And I'm Woody. Oh, it's so weird together. I know. It's weird. Oh, my gosh. Like, the timing is good. Yeah. There's no... uh... (laughs) (laughs) And this was the ISOCast.